Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash theringer. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show, the much-anticipated, much-delayed, never-duplicated, occasionally duplicated. There's a lot of good podcasts out there. My name is David Shoemaker, a.k.a. the Masked Man, and I am joined on the makeshift mask line by the one and only, the king of sad style, Dan St. Germain. (laughs) The king of quarantine. How are you doing, man? I am the king of quarantine, Purell, baby. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm in parts unknown, waiting for this plague to pass, and you know, excited that there's still wrestling to talk about. Although that may change in a week, so. Well, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about WrestleMania because it's coming up in less than a week. We're gonna talk about AEW, NXT, the whole thing. I'm sure, but but, um, you know, this is something I've been thinking about a lot since the last time I recorded. Jim and I were talking about whether or not it was a good thing that wrestling WWE was still going. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a good thing. As long as they're safe, it's a good thing. I got a lot of people, not actually no one's pushed back or I, I, you know, maybe people have been pushing back on Twitter, but I've actually had friends gotten into, you know, conversations with friends over text message and stuff who disagree with me completely. Uh, and they think it's sort of, it's a disgrace that WWE is different than every sport and every Hollywood movie and, and everything else. That's just shut, shutting down production. I guess when I think of WWE, and you know some of the guys. I mean, you know, you've, we've known people that work there, both sides of the camera. Mm-hmm. I know these are like adult human being people with families, and the, you know, they, there is there's obviously a lot at stake, just like there is with anybody else. And obviously, I'm saying this from like the comfortable confines of an Airbnb yeah. in parts unknown. So, like, who am I to talk? But I just kind of, I guess, in my head, it's just like, yeah, this is just like, I, I, I guess, I'm sort of imagining that everybody has like a bunk at the performance center, and they're just like putting on like a community theater thing, and from like cameraman all the way up to Brock Lesnar, and so it's no big deal. But I guess it really is a big deal, and that now they're done with WrestleMania. I mean, that wasn't going to stop, and that seems to be they're done with WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania. So, do you think that's cool that they record? I mean, obviously, they were letting people not come in. I mean, they were. If I was them, I probably would have plugged it, pulled it last week. I would have lasted. That one week, you know, that first week Dynamite was on, and mm-hmm. then I probably would have bailed, but, you know, selfishly, I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm glad that tonight I get to watch a new Raw, even if it's, you know, kind of a 12 Monkeys Opera House version of it. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, there's part of me that's just really glad I get I get a new show, but I think that's kind of selfish on my part. Yeah. And, I mean, especially from what I've read in the dirt sheets, you know, it, it was pretty pretty rough so, i mean some of the stuff that i've read the dirt sheets turned out to be 
faults. So we'll see. Yeah. It's not true that Roman Reigns uh, was replaced by a giant robot insect. Uh, <laughs> some people were pushing that narrative. No, I guess there's two issues. One issue is, should they be doing anything at all? Or should they have just sent everybody home and said, we'll reconvene at the, you know, after the coronavirus is is done? Yeah. Or I guess there's some middle ground where they do like, you know, pro- fresh promos via Zoom, like we're all living our lives right now. But or, or I mean, th- but the other thing is like, should they have done what they're doing, but just punted on WrestleMania the name of the thing? Right, that they could have like huh. blown off some of these matches on like on episodes of Raw. There's no reason to have WrestleMania in a closet. You know, odds are they shouldn't have anybody there. I mean, if I if I was them and the Miz showed up and he was sick, I I probably would have, you know, tried to bail. But I'm also not in their position, so I, I can't tell you. Uh, as far as renaming it, I don't know. It seems like SummerSlam is already in Boston, and that would be, you know, the ideal next name for it and if it's already in it, you don't want to have wrestlemania in the summer and then lose SummerSlam, and then by november no you know november really it's a rivalry series is the start of wrestlemania anyway even though this year you only saw one match that really started the build at survivor series i, I think either wrestlemania or no either you have it this year or you don't yeah i agree i mean i think that one it would be cool if it didn't i mean not cool it'd be an it'd be a more interesting historical footnote if it didn't exist than the way they're doing it now because I think more than anything else, what they've done is created this idea of WrestleMania moments, right? It's a WrestleMania moment. And and no matter how they pull this off, no matter how cool it is, they're sort of taking away the moment, right? Like Drew Drew McIntyre is not going to have a WrestleMania moment. No, he, he gets the most fucked out of everybody. And assuming he was going to win. Yeah. Maybe he won't. Maybe they'll leave it on Brock and then save it for SummerSlam or see if Drew is still over until SummerSlam. But I think you have to pull the trigger on Drew because I don't know how you bounce back from losing in an empty arena match to getting yeah. another high-profile SummerSlam title opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a lot of these. Well, let's just jump right into it. They're doing a lot of matches that are sort of uh, like, they're, I mean, they're trying to they're trying to spice things up, obviously. They're, you, you saw on the last episode of, Raw, I guess, where they 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 turn the camera angle around, and they, I mean, they they turn the you know the the entrance ramp is now behind the ring. They, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know if they directly copied that from AEW, but practically AEW did that first. But you know, they were oh on SmackDown, I guess they were filmed that Baron Corbin uh, Elias spot from like underneath. It was all you know, it was very Hollywood. AEW is doing a lot of stuff like that too. I love to see him taking those chances. They're in a weird situation because they everything has been everything is basically like one team, right? Even if there's multiple camera squads, it's like everything go trickles up to Vince McMahon or to the showrunner or whoever. Right. But you would love to see a situation where like every every angle had its own writer or had a dedicated writer, had a dedicated producer, or whatever, hadn't had like a de- dedicated sort of like camera, you know, creative team, so that they could just sort of like split up into groups of five and just go make these matches. Right. I mean, just go like film a thing, do whatever you want, do something different. That would be cool. And it would be it would kind of like be like one of those horror anthologies, you know, where you yeah. oh, or, or the last Coen Brothers movie. Where, oh, I really like the second and third story, but I didn't really love, you know, you would have your favorite stories. But because Vince is at the helm, I, I don't think that uh, anyone is putting their own spin on it. Yeah, and, and AEW has the ability to do that. Not, not if not literally that, then sort of the feel. We know the, the the wrestlers themselves have more creative control, but you know, if you if you're able to have a Young Bucks tag match on the same card as a 
Cody Rhodes, you know, like old school bloody match or whatever. You know, there's like these different elements that they can bring in that that all feel significantly different, and you can kind of feel a little different creative influence. But WrestleMania, it, like they they're gonna have this. They have a boneyard match, a boneyard match. Yeah, we talked about that on my podcast, Total F and Marks, which is back. Great. So they're basically calling it a boneyard match because they can't call it a casket match. You know, well, they can't. Apparently, call it- it's a graveyard match. It's like a buried alive match. That's what AJ was saying on Twitch. By the way, there's a lot of good heel work going on in that feud by AJ Styles. There's nothing more heelish than this like pencil thin mustache he's wearing now. I have no idea. I mean, I think this build has been kind of ridiculous. I talked about it on my show where it goes through, but AJ's so funny. He's like a bad guy from Eastbound and Down during it. Mm-hmm. You know, where he, he goes like, even in his promos, he'll, he goes from like, Undertaker, you're old. To fuck your wife. <laughs> You're just kind of yeah. like, what is going on, dude? It's a lot. He also learned like his only heel technique from his feud with Samoa Joe, I guess, when Samoa Joe was just going <laughs> after his wife nonstop. I think that makes sense. I guess there's like, that's continuity. I guess it is. It is weird that you're not, I don't know. Except for with AJ and Samoa Joe, it was cool. Yeah. Well, heels are important. I just don't know why you can't do a straight up feud. You know why you can't do well, even though AJ's a heel, can't you just do like my legacy is better than yours and I'm going to prove it right now. That sort of thing. I think that here's the thing is I think they just overcorrected because with Shinsuke at WrestleMania 34, that was it was really like who's the best. And it got pretty mm-hmm. boring. So this they're like, well, we really can't do who's the best uh because that didn't work and also because I mean, AJ is still a phenomenal worker, but neither of the guys are who they were, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. As far as in-ring prowess. So I think they're like, all right, well, w- let's put a, a little bit of a little bit of rub on this thing. But, like, it, it's just been tough when you have, you know, AJ lose with one move in Saudi Arabia, and then you have him, you know, his whole crew be kicked out, by, be picked on by Taker anyway. You're like, why is... Why is he going after his wife? And also, it's a weird going after his wife after the other guy was the aggressor two times. Seems it just seems like a weird. It seems like two different feuds. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. And honestly, I mean, didn't yeah? I mean, AJ's the AJ's the he's the wrestler of the decade. You know, what I mean, like he he should be out there saying like I'm better than you. It's, he it doesn't need to be like a little petty thing. Even if he loses once, he should be con- compelled to prove that again. And I think there's some of that. I think they're just trying to throw everything at the wall and just seeing which sticks. Yeah, in some ways, there's there's nothing more emblematic of or you know there, this is like WrestleMania 36 in a microcosm. Um, Storytelling's all over the place, and yet I want to see the match. You know, like I, I, I definitely want to see it. There's a lot of matches I want to see on this card. But I think the other thing that really symbol is symbolic for everything else is that it's they had this buried alive match planned, and instead of being like, oh, we'll just do something different, they're like, no, we'll just tweak the name and and just keep bull rushing forward. It's funny, and yeah, I don't know that that's going to be a bad thing. It'll be fun to see the entire club get put into one grave and buried with dirt. Assuming you know who knows if that's going to happen, but whatever. And but like you know, it's it, it's not exactly the biggest thing in the world. The other match that that we know is going to be a little bit interesting is this Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and the Fiend. I think that'll be fun, and I, I think with Taker and AJ, I mean, obviously it's a dream match, but the way they were setting it up at Elimination Chamber when they had Buddy Murphy come in, I'm mean, not Buddy Murphy when they had a uh, Alistair Black come in. I think that that was the way to go: have Undertaker and Alistair versus the Club. 
And that's yeah. the way you have. Because I thought that Taker-Roman-Drew-Shane match was very good last year. And I think you should just kind of recreate that formula, have him in for the hot tag, similar to what they did with Andre in WWF. I think that's a great idea. And then also, I mean, everyone always talked about Undertaker's last match, you know, or his later, this part of his career about him giving the rub to other people. And they're talking about it in terms of him losing to other people. But really, there's no more straightforward way for him to sort of, you know, decide or, or anoint the next Undertaker than to tag tag with somebody. You know, I mean, that's that's. The message is pretty clear there. Or you do something like this. This year you have the tag match, and then you have a you have a moment. You know, at the end of, you know, the obviously because Taker's going to win. You have a uh, Taker. You know, look at Alistair Black and like look at the sign, and then you hint at a match for next year. Yeah. Let's talk about the rest of the card. Uh, this is so bizarre. WrestleMania is in the can. This has never happened. This is never. This just never happened. There's. I haven't even. I remember. I mean, with the exception of a couple of like European tour episodes, like there's. I mean, there's never even been a pay per view where there's been where there's been where it's been taped. I mean, there's been leaks and stuff. I'm shocked that I have not heard. I mean, I've heard leaks as far as people who've been replaced on the card, but I haven't heard any match results at all. I think I I actually have heard maybe vaguely one, but that's it. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's really it's really amazing. And I wonder how much of that is just people who don't who just like are do, have deliberately decided not to spoil things for the world. Sort of like how like uh you know like the the news networks won't actually release their election predictions even though they're like ninety nine point nine percent sure of it until it's actually been called because they don't want to like affect anybody else's interpretation of what's going on. Right. I also heard that they filmed multiple endings to matches. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that too. Which is really smart. That is smart. I would, and the best thing is going to be like the DVDs extras that come out in six months or whatever, and we get to see all the different iterations of it. God, that would be awesome, huh? They should do that in like a year. Yeah. What would the world have been if these people had won? Dude, that's what they should do. I mean, they're talking, trying to figure out ways to monetize the network more. I mean, I would pay. I would. Have, I mean, I'm going to pay regardless. But like, I would have no trouble at all paying for a premium tier if every month I got the alternate endings to every match. Oh, alternate WWE universe. Yeah. And where it's just called, it's called uh, WWF. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called WCW. It's the world in which Ted Turner won the Monday Night Wars. It's bizarre how Randy Orton where he keeps doing all these high-flying moves. Somewhere there is someone online who's been fantasy booking, like e-leaguing wrestling for the past 25 years, and they have, and that this actually exists. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's really nuts. All right, let's go through some of these matches. Sure, 16, baby, eight each night. There's like one million matches, yeah. Um, we don't know how it's going to be split up yet, though, right? Nope. I think I saw that they're going to do Brock Lesnar versus Drew on Saturday yes. and Goldberg's match on Sunday. But now Roman Reigns is not is apparently out of Goldberg's match, so who knows if that's if that's still considered to be as big of a match? Well, the, the rumor uh, online is that Braun is replacing him, right? Which uh, at this point, I, I don't really even think it's a spoiler anymore. It's on Wikipedia and stuff. Yeah. Because everything on Wikipedia is right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I will say the one thing that this WrestleMania may have over other WrestleManias is that they'll be able to edit it now so the right matches go in the right place. Oh, that's interesting. You won't have like a situation where, you know, like in WrestleMania 34, the kind of dip, it dipped at the end for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. 30 was that way for me. I mean, it was like a nonstop slog at the end of like they had like five main events in a row and it was just like I wanted to die. 
And on paper, this is probably the best card since 26. Or not 30. I'm sorry, 28, right? 20. What was the New York one? No, that was 30, New York right? Was 29. 29, 29, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, New York, 29, they had like they had Lesnar and Triple H, then Punk and Taker, then Rock and Cena, and there was nothing. But, but on paper, I think this is the best card since 26, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, th- this could definitely be it, but it's but it needs. I mean, this is so hard to imagine in the in a in a empty arena. But it's gonna. I mean, it's it's the best card maybe since twenty six. It's gonna need three standout matches for it to be in any sort of conversation. Well, I, I don't think that, but I, I do think it has the ability to be better than some of the rougher WrestleManias, mainly nine, eleven. Though it has a special place in my heart, uh, twenty seven and thirty two. I think it's got a shot to beat those four. Oh, sure. I mean, I don't think that's any question at all. I think, I mean, it's really going to just be, I, listen, I, I've been impressed with how much I've been into AEW and SmackDown and Raw in the empty arena era. Um, part of that is the novelty, but I got to be honest, ever since ever since the quarantine began, I haven't watched a moment of wrestling live, not a single one. And, um, or you know, or regular showtime, whatever, live is sort of out the window right now. But I've got, I mean, but everything has sort of kept me wrapped. You know, it's not just the novelty. It's not just saying, you know, it's not just waiting for someone to fall down. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like WrestleMania, this is going to be really weird. And, and I mean, the, we're all assuming it's going to fall really flat for a WrestleMania. But it might just be, it might just be compelling in an interesting way. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to like, you know, like, you know, it's, I, I have no, you know, it's it's hard to interact with anybody right now. So it'll be fun you know, on the night of mania to zoom with a couple friends. That's for sure. Um, the really weird thing is going to be the raw after WrestleMania because there's going to be no crowd chanting Randy Savage and throwing beach balls. I don't really know how, <laughs> I don't really know what the raw after WrestleMania is without those things, but, yeah, um, what I do maybe, I, you know, it'd be cool to show all like, you know, have your couple, whatever couple things they plan. And then, I would like to see like just throw back to Raw after WrestleMania moments. That would be cool. You have oh, Ziggler yeah. win the title. You have Brock showing up. You have uh, Sid turning on Sean. A lot of cool shit. They, that would be great if they just did the the Raw after WrestleMania. They did. They have obviously filmed at the Performance Center. But if just everything that happens is interrupted by a can chant that has nothing to do with what's going on. <laughs> I would I would totally pop for that. Mike All right, let's run through the Yoda. let's run through Yeah. Let's run through the four hundred matches on this card. Okay, you go. And really quickly touch let's do picks, but if you have anything you want to say, let's say it. Should we do picks uh, and then looking forward to or not looking forward to? Yes. All right. Starting at number fourteen on the Wikipedia rundown, Sami Zayn, champ intercontinental champion Sami Zayn defending against Daniel Bryan. Looking forward to it. Has the yeah. potential to be the best match on the card. Uh, because they could just do, you know, a really good, almost like a Greco-Roman wrestling type match, although mm-hmm. Sammy's way flashier than that. And Daniel Bryan wins the Intercontinental Title. I think that's a good bet. I think that would have been a more of a sure thing in front of a live crowd. I'm going to say the Daniel Bryan win is a live crowd, like pop the crowd moment. Right. I'm not. I'm not sure that. It, I mean, I, this feud will continue, and I don't know that that it really matters that Sammy Zayn. If, I mean, Sammy Zayn won, they, the feud could still continue. It's this isn't like. You know, he's a long-term champion that, like, Daniel Bryan needs the win to keep the feud going. But I think I, I think if I had it, – it's a coin flip. I could totally see Sami Zayn and everybody else kind of, like, taking advantage of Daniel Bryan. But then Drew Gulak might get involved. Shorty G is apparently in play now. Yeah, let's, I'll go with Daniel Bryan, too. Definitely looking forward to it. All right. 
Edge versus Randy Orton, last man standing match. Really looking forward to it. I think it's the one match on the card that has the potential to be better without an audience. Uh, At the very least, as as good. I I don't know if it'll be better, but it'll be as good. And Edge? Because he's coming back? And it's not Sting, where they feel like they need to make a statement by burying him. Although, who knows? I mean, they did that with Brock, but again, Brock was more of a statement. You know, like, oh, you think you're some ultimate fighter guy? Well, you're losing a fucking John Cena on the first pay-per-view back. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It could go either way. But part of me thinks that... Whew, part of me thinks that Edge might be... The, the, I mean, I can imagine them putting Edge, putting Edge in line for a match against another legacy star. And so, and so that might be a case for putting him for putting him over. Um, I don't think they officially have you know a, a legends division here, but that's I think we're going to see more and more of that as we have these you know big names with big contracts, and we need they're, the, they're going to feel the need, feel the pressure to really have big, huge dream matches on every card. But I will say, you know, Randy Orton could always be be pushed up the roster too. I, yeah, I'll go with Edge, uh, and definitely looking forward to it. Although I am skeptical of all of these matches that. It's a last man standing match. It's either going to feel way too short or if it goes if it's long enough to really be a legitimate last man standing, that could get really weird without a without an audience. But who knows? I mean maybe it maybe it'll be even better. I, w- I, I think that there is going to be some temptation for Vince to have I'm sure there was. I know this isn't the direction they went, but I'm sure that in Vince's mind there was some temptation to have Randy go over edge. And then the next night have Edge take the strap off of Goldberg in a, in a, a replacement spear versus spear match. But they oh, didn't yeah. do that. So, Huh. That's a good idea. It's, just very, it's a very Vince idea. Well, in this match could... But, I mean, I guess the, the flip side of what I, what I said before about being skeptical of the length. I mean, this could also spill out, obviously. I mean, you could this, this match could go outside the ring, right? Can't last man standing matches go outside the ring? You mean just... Yeah, they keep cutting to it throughout the show like piper and yeah gold dust they could do yeah they could do it that way they could take it to the parking lot you know i mean this is this is a you know there's there's possibilities here yeah. um all right elias versus king corbin looking forward to it not looking forward to it i think it'll be king corbin the only way it would be elias is that if gronk cost corbin the win and that's where they're headed Oh, I like this prediction. Elias and Corbin at SummerSlam. Uh, that's the only... I mean, Gronk, the only Gronk and Corbin at SummerSlam? Corbin, I, uh, Corbin and uh, Gronk at SummerSlam. I like that idea. Who, yeah, it just depends how tone dead... I, I don't think they realize how bad Gronk is going to get booed when they come back. Maybe they do. And that would be my hesitation uh, for putting him in a... Because I think him and... Mojo would be a really fun heel tag team. Well, yeah. What if they? What if, I mean, if they're doing it in front of a crowd, they should have just played off of that, right? They're off to WrestleMania, have Gronk come in, run in on this match, and then everybody starts booing, and then he just actually turns on Elias and joins up with King Corbin. Just have just have the the Gronk Corbin Mojo connection of like the most hated people in the sport. <laughs> that could be big. Mojo wouldn't even be that hated. <laughs> I have a weird feeling I'm going to enjoy this match, but I, I'm going to put this in the not looking forward to it category because something's got to go in there. Yeah, but uh, I'm 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 saving the possibility, I, I, and I think King Corbin's going to win. Uh, he's got 
so much value to be put on this spot, even though Elias has got a lot of, you know, potential yeah. too. I, I mean, for them, I think Corbin's the guy. Um, all right. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Alistair Black has to win. And yeah. I'm not really looking forward to this match. I, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it because I think it'll be two minutes long, but I mean, if it's, if it go, if this is, if they try to make a real match out of this, I'm sort of shrugging my shoulders, I guess. Didn't Lashley get um, buried last mania too. He lost like, you know, like a minute and a half to Finn. Yeah. So it's unbelievable that Rusev storyline just brought us, it came to such an abrupt halt. Now we're here and Lana's going to be in this match too, but whatever. WWE does like to swerve you though. Like in, in 29, when they had perfect example of this is 29 when Mark Henry beat Ryback for no reason. And then Ryback was in a feud with Cena the next night and was the top deal. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is call Cena out and you get a feud with them. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the next match, the street profits versus, well, Andrade and Angel Garza, although spoiler alert, Apparently, Andrade has a rib injury and has been replaced with, again, spoiler alert, Austin Theory. Not exactly sure what the look is there, except they're super high on Austin Theory and he lives in Orlando because he's obviously, I, I think, believe he does because he's working in NXT. I love everybody in this match more than anybody, more than anything in the world. So I'm looking forward to it. I think they can put on something good, but there's just such a marked difference between this match, especially with Andrade out. Even though Austin Theory is great, it's not the same gust you know not the same energy excitement and the fact that it's not nxt is just a whole different world hopefully they can prove me wrong and this is going to be a fantastic match i think the street profits retain um and i'll say i'm looking forward to it I'm, my, my hopes are high yeah i think street profits are gonna unless you know they're like oh being austin theory a, a belt on austin theory as soon as he comes to the main roster is going to get him over, which I, I could see that logic too. Uh, I am looking forward to this match. I like Angel Garza a lot. I, I kind of wish that they would let him go a little more, but uh, I like him a lot. I like uh, Zelina Vega a lot, and uh, I like Austin Theory, and I, I think those Street Profit guys are very talented, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, most likely it's going to be the Street Profits, but I think it's with it. I mean, I know what you mean by putting a belt on him. Anything could happen, but I just think, I just think it would be wild to switch the teams at the last minute and have a title change. But who knows? And the crazy—it's still so crazy that there that someone knows the answer to this, and we're just making we're we're making picks as if the the betting lines are, are you know like the, nobody knows. So uh, next on the next, what's going to happen in the next Star Wars movie? That's what this is. Yeah, it's true. The Street Profits. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison versus uh, the New Day versus the Usos. Triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Now it's John Morrison versus one of the Usos in a ladder match? Uh, Or it's just going to be one member of each team or something like that? Something like that. I think think in that case, it's going to be Morrison. I'm not looking forward to the match because, I mean, mostly for reasons outside of wrestling, I actually think it'll be a good match. I just don't think that they should be having a ladder match right now. Especially like a, a as dangerous of a match that is with no crowd, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. That, yeah, that, that's my and listen, if so, and I mean, I guess to me, if somebody has coronavirus, that's a great reason to just postpone the match and postpone a mid card match. You know, they can do yeah, this. This one, they definitely could have, they should have postponed. I mean, all those guys have had WrestleMania moments. <laughs> so yeah, it just seems a little bit off. All right, next one. So anyway, uh, for my part, I'm gonna if if they have this match. Um, I'm going to say uh, what the Usos win. And again, 
I'm not. I mean, I like everybody in this match. I'm not going to put this in the looking forward to segment because I don't know what I'm getting into. Um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I wasn't looking forward to it. I am now. I think it'll actually be better without a crowd because we've seen this match so many fucking times with the crowd. And I think that Seth is going to win because they're going to need an opponent for Drew after Mania. And the rumor is is that Seth is the first guy out. Um. Well, that's great. I mean, that's that's that's. Uh, I think that makes it, that makes the pick a little bit easier. Um, Kevin Owens has been, and we all know how awesome he is. I feel like I still feel like he, they, both he and Rollins have been like minor revelations through this entire program. I, I, right, I think Rollins has been really good. I, I still, I, you know, I'm still having trouble with Owens as a heel, even though he's a great talker. You mean a baby face? Baby face. I'm sorry. Maybe it's you know giving him the stunner. It was almost like too much. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the match, and I think Seth's going to win. Yeah, it was a little bit on the nose, but I, but I, the stunner that is. But the, uh, I don't know. I, I've I've really enjoyed him. I think that, I think that the difference between him and, and Steve Austin is that, um, you know, you got to have something. You got you got to be fighting against something a little bit bigger than like Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, and yeah. especially with AOP gone. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, it 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 doesn't seem. I mean, it, you're right. I mean, he needs to have a little bit more edge, or or yeah, he needs more edge, and that's and and that's a little bit lacking right now because part of it, partly because he's such a good wrestler. I mean, he's so like he's 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 a he's an he's an even match for Seth Rollins. So um, yeah. Anyway, I I I agree. I mean, I am I am excited for this because I trust both these guys to have a fantastic WrestleMania match, even in an empty arena. Um, and my prediction is, uh, then I'll, I'm going to go with you. You talked me into Seth Rollins. Um, next, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. We both uh, we talked about this a lot earlier. Um, Undertaker, not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, two of my favorite guys. Ever. Uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks versus Tamina five way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Is this happening? I think it is. There's just no Dana Brooke because she's sick. All right, Dana Brooke got pulled out. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not looking forward to it only because this is too many people to be in such a close enclosed space at one time uh, in the era of coronavirus. I'm you not even joking. you got to really and give a five-man or a five-woman match time. It's not one of those shows matches you could do in eight minutes. And I have a bad feeling that they're going to do like eight to 11 minutes for this match, which just isn't enough time. You know, the last great five-way yeah. was that one where Joe won the number one contender and then fought Lesnar at great balls of fire. And that was the main event. And it was like a half hour that match. I would look up the exact, the exact mm -hmm. time codes, but I yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and also in that match, that was the one where Lesnar didn't Lesnar spent like half the match lying at ringside. Is that right? No, that was the four way at WrestleMania. Oh, wait, which one are you talking about? The the, um, the five way, uh, Finn yes. Balor, Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was great. Right. It, it's the one it's, where it's, Joe it's, Joe won. I think right when Balor was about to win. Yeah, I mean, listen. Lacey Evans still, I mean, is is talented and has a lot of has a big future. I th I really believe that. Um, Naomi obviously against the right opponent can can do just about anything, but you know Tamina being there just makes it feel like this whole thing is just like being they're going to build it around one spot that she's involved with, and really it's all it all feels like sort of window dressing for Sasha Bailey, you know, for the for for them to go at it. 
Um, I'm not sure how much. You're right. If there's there is definitely a 20 minute version of this match. It's fantastic. Um, but I, I you know I'm 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 I am skeptical as skeptical as you are. So I'm going to say not looking forward to it. And my prediction is, you know what? My prediction is that Sasha's going to win because it feels like the perfect time to give her her WrestleMania moment <laughs> on a on a night with nobody watching. That feels like exactly what they would do. I th- I I think you're probably I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively go with your pick and say Sasha's gonna win. I, I think that there is gonna be a hesitancy for them to put it on Bailey, and if they're high on Lacey Evans, they could put it on her just to be like, all right, well we won't get a you know a, a fart in church reaction if there's nobody in church. Exactly. No, this is definitely an opportunity for them to do a lot of to do to do some some against the grain sort of stuff to tr- to do whatever you want. Don't worry about the reaction. That's a different, pl- different ball field than they're used to being in. Yeah. Um, okay. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. Is there, can I am definitely looking forward to this almost in a sort of car, car wreck sort of way. I'm going to tentatively, Man, I'm I'm. This is a toss up to me. Oh, this, this is, is a, so I, easy to me. It's going to be Wyatt. It's got to be Wyatt. Or I mean, if they if they have Wyatt job here, what the fuck are they going to do for the rest of the year? Well, I totally I agree with everything you just said, but that's that's, that's the case for the, I mean him beating Goldberg too. I mean, I don't I don't know that at least I understood that because it was like for McMahon, it was the last time he ever was going to get that match. It's a bigger match on paper. It's got a better, you know, spear versus spear, and you could eventually get to Reigns and Wyatt for the spring. Because I still think at SummerSlam they're going to want Reigns and Wyatt. So I feel like that the move then is to have Wyatt feud with Braun, and the only way to do that is to have uh, Wyatt beat Cena. It's just pretty standard booking. I mean, how the fuck is he going to? I mean, it's going to be funny to see how he how he beats him. Like if he just like attaches a bunch of balloons to like. Cena's ankle, and then Cena like flies away. That would be a fun one. Cena comes back, like you just see the balloons come back stage, and then Cena shows up. That would be really great. Well, you've already booked it. You should be a writer for WWE. All right, <laughs> I think that you're right. I mean, I want to say why it is is obvious. I just don't. I just don't. I mean, John Cena is, and John Cena is the sort of guy that would insist on losing. You would think, but then you know, what if Vince just does the same thing he did with Undertaker? I mean, it's just I could I could see. God, I could so see John Cena winning this match. Apparently, Cena I'm going to go with Cena. I'm going to go with Cena. Fuck it. Wow. I'm, with, I'm going Cena. Um, Wyatt. Apparently, Cena's been very vocal backstage as far as making sure Wyatt gets all his ideas in, and it's it's the match that Wyatt wants it to be. He gets all his ideas, except the one where he wins. Okay, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the WWE, for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, damn, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um... But I don't, and I don't know who's going to win this one either. What's your take? I'm looking forward to it. Originally, I was going to say Becky if it was in front of a live crowd, but because there's no one there, I'm going to go with Shayna. I was, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Um, this is actually going to probably benefit from being pre-taped, um, depending on how much you know editing they use. Uh, both of both both Shayna Baszler, I mean both Baszler and Lynch can have five star matches, but. I don't think it's a sure thing with either of them. So I, I think that um, there's a way that you can that you can work this to make Baszler just look like a million bucks. And I think they have to do that. And so I, I, I agree with you. I think she wins. Next up. Becky's had a great run. She's had, well, she's had a very good run. Um, you know, 
notwithstanding the uh, Lacey Evans stuff when she first won the title. Well, listen, I mean, she's, I mean, whatever. We spent a lot of, we all blew a lot of hot air talking about how she was the new Stone Cold Steve Austin when the man thing first started. And I'm not taking all that back, but um, WWE didn't let a lot of that happen. But the point is that like, you know, Steve Austin was Steve Austin with or without the title belt. You know, I mean, that he was Stone Cold was still was still a force. So like, a, a you know, um, the fans still loved him no matter whether or not he was in the title picture. So, right. So give Becky. Let's see what Becky can do with. I mean, see if they can have you know two headline women's matches at the next pay per view. If we even have a next pay per view, whatever. I mean, let let's see what you know. Let's see. Yeah, let's give her that challenge. See a next pay per view until. Jeez, uh, probably not until June, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, and if you're gonna do the cha- like a champion ex champion adrift, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna book that storyline, like Becky loses and now she has to come, you know, find the find herself, figure out what's next. What better time to do it than a time when you're forced not to really have any wrestling, right? You could just you could tell that story without without you know having to get into the ring. Yeah. So then maybe there's an opportunity there. All right, next up. Uh, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. We just talked about this. Actually, let's do the NXT thing first because I don't know. What, it, it's kind of it's listed number one, but Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, I am definitely looking forward to this. And oh man, I'm back and forth. I think I think they're going to go Charlotte Flair and let. And, well, damn. If we were in another, if, if 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 it weren't for all this weirdness, I would say definitely Flair and and she becomes a member of the NXT roster for two months or something. But um, I don't know now. I don't know in this world. What do you think? I would have strongly agreed with you. I still agree with you. The only thing that I'm a little bit hesitant about is that Charlotte on NXT hasn't popped the number they wanted. Yeah. So they may look at that as a zero sum game. What's the point of putting the title on her if it's already not? not really doing anything as far as ratings. Um, well, but the, I mean, the way that the way the women's division NXT is right now, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, there's, I mean, I think Ripley is just elite, elite. I mean, but she's still really young. Um, there's also, there's a lot of people there who are the yeah. potential, the potential would be the next big thing. But man, if you were book, if it weren't for coronavirus, like <laughs> we should be like, have a, have a sound drop whenever I say that. Yeah. I know that Charlotte hasn't. I know that Charlotte hasn't popped the rating, but just in terms of storytelling, if you just did Charlotte Flair versus a different opponent every week for two months, um, that could totally reset the division, right? And then maybe Ripley comes in at the end and takes the belt back, and then we, you know, basically whoever went Bianca long, Belair, you know, who I, who I love. Well, I think no, no, I think Bianca Belair is the next. I mean, is the next person. I mean, I think she's next in line, but I don't think they've. I don't think they've done everything they could do to put her to tell that story. She's still kind of a heel, even though she's getting cheered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just think that I think we need to be a little bit clear about what about what she is because she's, I mean, listen, she's she's done everything she needs to do. I just I just think that they need to be, they they, it just doesn't feel for some reason maybe I mean maybe it's just me. I just don't feel like they've taken the care with her or even Rhea Ripley to some to some extent that they have with the previous women's NXT champions. I feel like everything has been really really deliberate, really beautifully told, and I just think if I just think if not this is that I think if. On Raw or on SmackDown, yeah. I mean, Bianca Belair is, is ready to be champ in a weird way. But on NXT, her winning right now would feel like I missed a couple of chapters of the story. That's all because they've set the bar so high for how for how they construct their own narratives on that show. Yeah, um, it's definitely the second important women's title. Yeah. Which is weird because, you know, SmackDown, you would think that that would be the number one. Maybe they'll bring Becky over to SmackDown. Who knows? I'll say this. I mean, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair in a in a... 
like on a big stage, give him 20 minutes or something like that could be a freaking incredible match. I mean, that could just be one of the best matches of the year. Um, but I'm looking at like opponents and who do you, if Shana wins the title, who's her first opponent? And Charlotte's probably going to get the best match out of her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think and that's the story you tell. You the Rumble thing with them, but maybe they want to save that for a year. Who knows? They, they, they probably do. And that gets you really into horsewomen versus horsewomen territory quickly if we kind of go the Charlotte takes up Becky's cause route. But I think Becky will stay in the picture, the picture for a while. Again, we don't know what the next six months are going to look like in terms of pay-per-views or storytelling or anything. But I think I think Becky will get a rematch or Becky will be, still be there if she loses. But you're right. We also have the Raw after WrestleMania, which uh, may or may not be, a, you know, a thing. But that could be, I mean, maybe that's the moment where you just, like, straight up call up Bianca Belair. You know, her husband's on Raw. Let's just put her on the main card. Um, you know, there could be there could be other people involved. But, you know, it's 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 a big question mark now. So, anyway, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with, I'll go with, I'll go with Charlotte Flair on that one. Definitely looking forward to it. Okay, the two big title matches. The first one. Was Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Now apparently is Goldberg versus, spoiler alert, you said it already, Braun Strowman. Um, I am, uh, I'll just say not looking forward to this particularly and uh, because I just don't, my expectations aren't super high. And uh, and Goldberg's definitely going to win. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm cautiously thinking Braun Strowman's going to no, maybe Vince wants to save, you know, SummerSlam, Reigns versus Goldberg. I'm not sure. I, I don't think that's a necessarily a wise decision. But I think if you want to save it, I agree. I think they're going to leave him on, leave the belt on Goldberg for that very reason. I think the it's much, it would make much more sense to take the belt off him and then put it back on if you're so damn compelled to do that. Dude, what like, the hell you do you do with Braun though after he loses? I mean, at this point, then he would have he would have shown that he is a chump. To he he's been chumped out by Seth Rollins. He's been chumped out by Roman Reigns. He's been chumped out by Goldberg. He's been chumped out by Lesnar. I mean, what do you do with him? He's just kind of in Big Show territory. Yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But it and is even when you're Big just Show like, had, but Big Show had that title win at Survivor Series. Yeah, it's true. He had two um, Survivor Series title wins, I should say. Yeah, I mean, listen. Maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this is. Maybe I mean. By the way, we should we should mention for the record that Braun Strowman also got jobbed out to the internet when he went on Twitter what, last week and made a bunch of like. And I have wanted to say what he said about <laughs> comedians at times, not during the Corona time. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I get what he's saying. To no, no, some, no. Listen, listen. I mean, millions of millions of jerkwads in the world don't. I mean, don't worship Anne Rand because she's entirely wrong. There's some truth to what she says, but. The point is that, like, you right, don't right. like, like. I'm sure with comedians, there's some, you know, you can you can make that case some. But if like, you know, just because somebody fell ass backwards into, into like an NBC pilot in the '80s doesn't mean they're the funniest comic around, right? I mean, and and this is this no. is an even more this is an even more glaring example. It's kind of hard to hear the person who works the hardest gets the you know gets the most in life and they'll deserve it from a guy who's you know, seven feet tall and jacked to the gills. Yes, he had to work really hard to like lift weights, but once he got into like competitive competitive power lifting, like the, everything else that came, everything that came after that, or I would say ninety percent of what came after that was conveyor belt shit. You know, I mean, and there's it's no, not. I mean, his table was waiting for him at the restaurant, a hundred percent. It's not. I mean, this is like this is not like you know. 
this is not like Shaquille O'Neal saying he worked hard for everything. This is like one of those wax centers from the 90s who was like seven feet tall and didn't have a single bit of skill who was like, listen, I worked hard for everything I got. And it's like, no, George Murasan, you just like were born at seven foot six. Like that's the end of the story, you know? Jack couldn't deal with the press this week. He's got that and he bought a tiger off the Tiger King. Who did? Shaq, he's in that Tiger King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how everybody's all hooked up. Like, Tiger King apparently is like, produ- like promoting wrestling in Florida. There's all these bizarre connections. The Undertaker had a did like uh, commercials for the for the uh, the other dude, the uh, the 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 white haired the goatee ponytail dude who lives in Virginia. <laughs> there is so much weird Tiger King wrestling that crossover. I don't even know what to do with hilarious. it. Hilarious. Yes, that's that's a wrestling gimmick too. He's, I live with a bunch of tigers and a bunch of wives. Of the big cat guy. It's so great. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I just can't. I've said this a million times already to like people in my family and everything else. It is the the most shocking part of this to me is that there are there is this giant and I say this is a wrestling nut. There is this huge that apparently a huge portion of the population will do fucking anything to pet a tiger, including work for free, <laughs> have a creepy threesome with like gross people. Like you will do anything in the world just to pet a tiger. It's nuts. Like I just don't understand. That. <laughs> my my the most shocking part for me is that this didn't take place in Jacksonville, Florida. This is, this I know. Is I kept putting it back into Florida in my head as I was watching it too. It's yeah. so weird. Okay, wait, wait. We got to get back on subject here. So enough Tiger King talk. Um, so Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Anyway, I was going to say this could be a great opportunity. The the best thing that Braun Strowman's ever done has nothing to do with the crowd. The crowd loved him for a while, but it was like smushing Roman Reigns backstage, pulling shit on top of him. Even fun, the stuff. Man. Even the stuff with his kid, what was Nicholas as a tag team partner? Too. That that was more of a that was more of a a, a a skit thing. That wasn't you know that was that that could have been the backstage promo. All I'm saying is Braun Strowman is made. I mean, listen, he's gonna leave WWE in the next five years. He's gonna try to make it in Hollywood. Who knows if he'll succeed? But like he's made to be a Hollywood movie star. If not like a you know The Rock, he's made to be you know Braun? something. Yeah. He's gonna yeah, be he's like, definitely gonna be in movies for a while. I mean, if Nathan Jones can be in Mad Max Fury Road, then yes. So so the, start so start making a movie well, right now. A crazy cool look for movies. So Braun Strowman, it, put the belt on him, and let's do three months of like totally canned, like like heavily produced championship stuff. Like, why not? Let's just try something well, new and I, exciting. I think next pay per view have Braun Strowman versus like a like a garbage truck for the main yes. event. Yes, I would watch Braun Strowman versus a garbage truck. That's 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 great. <laughs> Just give him all um, the strongman shit to do. Uh, all right, last match: Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar um, for the championship, the, the WWE championship. I am very excited for this. Again, there's a little bit of train wreckiness here, but I really think that both these guys are going to try to do something. Um, and then I'm going to go with Drew. It just seems like a given at this point. I'm looking forward to it. I guess I'm going with Drew. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Apparently, there was a lot of shit backstage with Brock and Vince this week. Oh, really? Who knows if that's true or not? Well, apparently, he was the only one who called out Vince for having WrestleMania. Oh, well, he has to fly and stuff. I mean, then it becomes... I mean, listen, it's a serious and issue. And he has but... to go first, so I don't know if it was out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> well, I mean, why could he not go first? I don't understand. They're pre-taping everything. I don't know. I guess they run a strict taping schedule. Oh my God! Okay, this well, all, this is all from like Wrestling Observer, though. So who knows? Usually, um, you're right. Usually, like sixty percent of the time. Well, you know, I was on. I'm. I'm not even joking. This makes me feel like he's gonna win. 
just having heard that for the first time, I feel like I feel like Lesnar's gonna win. That's 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 kind of what I'm thinking. They can't have both Brock and Goldberg win though. They can't have both Brock and Goldberg. So I think they could do Brock and Braun. But I don't know, man. Drew, Drew, it's it's Drew has done such a good job in this build, and it's been really the opposite of, you know, I didn't think this build with Seth and Brock last year was that great. Um, even though the moment when I was there, I popped really hard when Seth won. I didn't think any of the you know Brock and Roman buildups have been great, even though they had a terrific match at thirty one. So I, I I just think it's like if you have a hot guy like Drew is, just put the title on him. But. Yeah. Who the fuck knows, man? With their logic, they they may want to be like, oh, we want Drew to have that moment at SummerSlam. Yeah, or like everybody's expecting Drew, and so why not just throw just like change course now? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I got to get out of here. I got a family that's locked in a closet right now. Uh, All right, buddy. Um, um, I guess we'll talk about AEW time. Oh, but, no, uh, uh, AEW, I'll just say, we will talk about them another time. This is WrestleMania week, but listen, AEW... Just they pulled off the 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 double debut Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. Just it was beauty. It was a thing of beauty, an absolute thing of beauty. And um, no, oh, no, I have. Oh, you're right. I haven't. I, you're right. That was two weeks ago. Um, I, I I think I had a show since then. No, I haven't had a show since then. That's why I just said that. Oh, wow. um, oh yeah. I mean, that was that's the best episode of non-audience wrestling TV I've ever seen. Absolutely. It's really clear that they're not that they're a new company, they're not beholden to a million. Uh, you know, they're not stuck in their ways a million different ways. You know, and that's and it's a uh, what they're able, what they're what they've been doing in the coronavirus, you know, era is 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 really really impressive. It is impressive. Um, I, I have to say, I'm not like I I loved the first week when they were brought, both brought in. I actually didn't love it when they brought uh, Brody in. I like Brody a lot. I love Luke Harper, and I and I like Matt Hardy a lot. I think it's a little. I, I I don't know with the way with the way that they do the problem. Problem with AEW is AEW is so fucking great, so that's not a problem. But like when they do silly shit, it stands out so much because they've had have had so many blood feuds with like Cody and yeah and MJF and with with, with Moxley and and Jericho that to now do this like kind of more fantastical thing. I don't know how long you can have a guy like Matt Hardy in the main event in that gimmick. Um, that's just my opinion. I think for a semi-main, having him and Jericho fight, sure. I, I also don't know what history is really drawing upon between those two. Because nothing sticks out. I mean, I know they've had matches. But they, they didn't seem like... When you think of Matt Hardy or Chris Jericho and you think of you know, their opponents in history, mm-hmm. uh, the other doesn't really come to mind right off oh, the yeah. bat. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was a little bit forced. But that said, like, it, I just thought, I just thought the, the way they pulled that off, was, I thought having the, them both debut in, in, in an empty arena and have them both feel like, you kind of be excited about both of them. I think that's just a, a win no matter how you, no matter how you paint it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there, I mean, <sighs> They're gonna be. They're gonna. I mean, everybody's everybody's in uncharted territory now. So um, we'll talk about more in AEW in the coming weeks, and we'll and we'll uh, we'll I don't know. We'll 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 definitely be talking about WWE um, and WrestleMania over the next one. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, man. I got to roll. 
Uh, guys, thank you. Everybody listening to this, uh, sorry it's been so sporadic. I have Wrestling is a lot to watch when you're juggling a million other things. But yeah. it's WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we'll, be on, we'll be fully on board. I'm going to try to do another episode this week. But until then. Stay healthy. Stay buddy. healthy. Uh, and Marks is going to be on Thursday. We record Thursday night. So we'll be on Thursday. Wait, Thursday night. Our episode will be up. We'll do a WrestleMania review and all that fun stuff. Let's check that out. Uh, and then we'll try to see you back here soon later this week. Or see you back here later this week. Uh, until then, apologies, as always, to John Moxie. We'll see you back here sometime soon, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 